This is On Target, a look at politics, crime, education, what's happening in Newfoundland and Labrador with the people who know. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station. And now your On Target host, Linda Swain. Good Thursday afternoon, Jerry Lynn Mackey. I'm not Linda Swain filling in for the Radio Queen today on your edition of On Target. Well, I'm here to talk a lot about a very special upcoming show. VOCM presents this new original musical, and it's been written for a community of neurodiverse artists. The upcoming event is commissioned by the Shalloway Youth Choir, and it's the first of its kind in this country. It's called Sidewalk Dandelion. Now, the musical features neurotypical and neuroatypical performers that will will weave a whimsical tale around the theme of inclusion that all takes place in a beautiful summer garden. I first reach out to Kelly Walsh. She's the artistic director of Shalloway Youth Choir. We do have a talk about the upcoming show, Sidewalk Dandelion, but first we talk about all things Shalloway Youth Choir. This is exciting to get a chance to chat about the choir because I just feel so lucky to be part of this choir and uh, so grateful to work with these kids. It's a choir um, of, this year we had over 350 kids from the ages of 5 to about 22 and there's about 12 or 13 different groups, different age levels, different skill levels and uh, we've got a, you know 12 amazing faculty members, a wonderful staff and uh, you know, we do two or three big shows a year, some at the Arts and Culture Center, some in various churches. We do a big Christmas concert and a spring concert. And then we, you know, we'll, we'll do gigs throughout the year. The kids have sung for Obama. They've sung for, you know, some wonderful guests that have come to Newfoundland. We also, are, our senior choir travels internationally every year. We haven't been able to do that because of the pandemic, but we've been to places like South Africa and Italy was the last place. Uh, we just got back from Cuba and Toronto um, at a conference and tour, and we're going to Portugal in September. Um, we we have a babies program, so we we have really the choir is all about anyone who loves to sing and wants to sing. There's a space for them, and even more important than singing, the choir is about you know a community for young people to really be who they are and be together and um, just feel so good about being in community with people making great art and also thinking about the world through that lens of the art. So every song has a message. Just like when you listen to folk songs or, you know, musical theater songs or pop songs, usually the person who wrote that song is commenting on something in the world or something in themselves or a human experience. And when kids can sing about that, they can, you know, it helps them deal with it, helps them kind of navigate that and unpack things. So it's it's actually many layers of, of things when you get to sing the choir. It's so true. Yeah, you, you sort of discover your own feelings, I guess, through music yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, 350 members of Shalloway Choir. Wow. How do you go about <laughs> recruiting members? Well, we we start um, we start young. However, oh, it's funny, you know. Many kids think once they get to junior high or high school, oh, if I haven't been in it since I've been a kid, I can't, 
you know, I can't come. And that's absolutely not true. Um, every year we have we have somebody who's in grade 11 or 12 who's like, I've always wanted to try it, but I've never had the time. And they come in and they sing and we're like, absolutely, come on. And they say, you know, we're so excited. So, you know, we, we start them coming. Anyone who's interested in singing, oftentimes their families will look on the website. And sometimes people think, oh, it's a big deal or, oh, it's a big, you know, it's a scary process. It's not. <laughs> it's funny, after every single time we meet a kid, we say to them, sing happy birthday, sing something you love. And uh, we'll, you know, how low is your voice? How high is your voice? Fantastic. You're in. <laughs> so, you know, that's really we hopefully the recruitment comes from the families who who have their kids in the choir and say, listen, this is such a great experience for my kids or from people hearing about it or seeing things that the choir is doing in, in the province and around the world and they want their kids involved. And something else, too. I mean, you, you host two to three huge gigs or shows annually, but collaboration is a big part of the Shalloway Youth Choir as well. Tell me about some of your past collaborations and what you're working on now. Um, yeah, well, we... You know, again, music is a is really such an incredible way to meet new people and to learn from new people. So we regularly collaborate with you know people like the the um, the Newfoundland Symphony Orchestra. We've gone to Ottawa and we've performed with the National Orchestra. Um, we have at we brought you know people in to learn from. You know, we've had specialists in different kinds of music to learn from. Um, you, again, when, whenever there's an opportunity for, for us to either highlight an incredible form of music or learn or, you know, we just want to do an amazing concert together, we'll often reach out to really fabulous artists. And uh, next year, one of the collaborations we're doing, we're really excited about is um, a group called Musica Intima, which is one of the one of the big Canadian professional groups that are coming down here. And um, they're, they're working with an Indigenous composer. Andrew Balfour and they reached out because again they know we love to collaborate and they're coming here and they're writing a piece for the choir and we're going to be you know going into the community to see who wants to work together with these amazing artists so it's a big 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 part of what we do and of course the sidewalk dandelions that's a collaboration with best kind and with Kyle and we'll certainly be getting into that a little more. But, I mean, 12 faculty members are, are a part of the Shalloway Youth Choir. So that sounds like an army of mentors. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we're really, really lucky. We have two full-time conductors. There's myself and Jennifer Hart is the Associate Artistic Director. So that's our, our full-time job is, is conducting. And then we work with a number of people, um, amazing musicians and lots of music teachers and voice teachers um, and in the province that a lot of people know really, really well. And uh, they, you know, they work with the different choirs, yeah. And something that I really love about Shalloway, too, is it's a real, it's an element of our culture. I mean, was that part of the mission when, when Shalloway began? Yeah. So Susan Knight, um, it's actually our 30th anniversary next year. And Susan Knight and uh, Kai Adams, um, you know, their their vision um, for this choir really started during the Cod Moratorium. And it was founded because they wanted something that would be a light in the province, something that people could really focus on positive, you know, something positive to look forward to for their kids to, to you know, to, to be part of something really, really um, an enriching experience and something that showed the world that Newfoundland and Labrador is a very unique and special place to be. And 
the whole choir over these past 30 years has been rooted in the culture about the kids not only learning you know more deeply about the place they're from and being proud of that but bringing that culture into the world and most recently you know we have really been discovering and looking looking at and working towards how is our culture shifting and changing yet how are we still so deeply connected to you know where we've come from And that really comes through. If anyone has ever seen a performance, you're just filled with this sense of life and love as well. (laughs) Kelly, as you know, as the the woman at the helm uh, for you, what are the rewards that you find in this? Um, You know, a lot of people would 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 they they'll ask me that question. And I think many people expect to say, oh, the rewards, the traveling or the. You know, every now and again, the the kids win a a wonderful award or have this great invitation. But I have to say the number one reward for this um, being involved in this incredible organization is the connection that you make with people is the fact that you realize that together you are helping people and you yourself are really navigating this world through empathy, through community building, um, through looking at the issues that are in this world right now and trying to figure out together how can we be us-focused, not I-focused, and together build. I know, you know, this this may sound uh, a little... (laughs) You know, a little heartfelt, but it's how do we make this place a better world together? And when a child comes to me and says, Miss Kelly, my day was better. I feel better. I feel better about myself because of this choir. This choir has made a difference in my life. Um, that is the most important thing for me. It's for me, you know, my my biggest achievement is when I know a kid is a better feeling like they're doing better in the world. They're a better person or they themselves are just feeling better in the world. That's, it's, there's nothing more incredible than that feeling. And that is my conversation with Kelly Walsh. She's the artistic director at Shalloway Youth Choir. Well, we're going to keep it going with Kelly when we come back here on today's edition of On Target. We're going to be talking more about this production coming up on the weekend. It'll be featured at the Arts and Culture Center here in St. John's. It's called Sidewalk Dandelion. We're going to be talking about it with Kelly Walsh when we return here. Sidewalk Dandelion is an original musical by Kyle McDavid, starring Shalloway's neurodiverse ensemble, Lauda, featuring a number of special guests and musicians and the voice of Alan Doyle. Sidewalk Dandelion follows the lives of sisters Emily and Sophie as they tend to the fantastical characters in their backyard garden. It's a story about overcoming obstacles with kindness. Showtime, 7 p.m. Friday, July 8th and Saturday, July 9th at the St. John's Arts and Culture Center with a special sensory-friendly performance on July 9th at 2 p.m. For ticket information, visit artsandculturecenter.com. Good Thursday afternoon. Welcome back to On Target. I'm not Linda Swain. Jerry Lynn Mackey filling in for her today. And we are talking an awful lot about the Shalloway Youth Choir, but more specifically now, a show that's coming up this weekend at the St. John's Arts and Culture Center. It's called Sidewalk Dandelion. It's a musical, and it's been written specifically to include everyone. It features neurotypical and neuroatypical performers that will tell a tale that takes place in a summer garden. I did reach out 
now to the director of Shalloway Youth Choir, Kelly Walsh. And now we're going to have a discussion about Lauda, the choir, the, the section of Shalloway that is really putting this performance off. And also we're going to talk about the performance itself. Here's my chat with Kelly Walsh. We have been this incredible community we have around Lauda, the kids themselves and the amazing faculty who are so gifted and so skilled um, and just believe so deeply in Lauda, in the philosophy behind this choir, um, we continue to say, what's next for this group? What is next for this group? And, you know, singing in a choir is such an incredible experience. However, some of these kids we they are so gifted in in individual ways, we thought, gosh, wouldn't it be incredible for them to have, you know, even a different kind of musical experience? And I've known Kyle McDavid um, for a very long time now, and I am a huge fan of, um, of his work, of his genius in his writing, in his original compositions, um, but also in how, you know, in his work with young people. I've seen his summer shows. Um, I've seen how deeply he respects the capacity of young people, and I've always wanted to work with him. And I thought, you know, a couple of years ago, I thought, wouldn't this be an incredible opportunity to write something about these kids for these kids? And I knew Kyle was the perfect person. And does does Lauda have a mission? I mean, when you started out, what was what was the plan? Well, I mean, the Shalloway mission itself is about reflecting our community and responding to our community. And um, I, a number of years ago, saw that there were a number of kids that were starting to audition, usually gifted kids, that were coming to us. And um, I had this sense that these kids may not be able to to fully thrive in what like a traditional choir model would look like two or three hours you know sit still do this do you know basically many of the norms that our education models are built on um and all human made norms that you know we've all just accepted and grown up in because that's how things were done but you know really i'll be very honest with you um there was this one particular child that auditioned and I couldn't not take this child they were so talented they came to a couple of rehearsals and because our rehearsal structure did not fit the needs of that child that child was not able to stay in the choir and um, and I, I swear I didn't sleep for a week and I thought this this can't continue you know um, if this is what this choir is about then something needs to happen and so I asked you know, a whole bunch of people for help and reached out to, you know, people in the community, like a, a music therapist and a child development psychologist and somebody at the university who was researching health and music and said, can we just try to come together and and just try a model? And of course, our board of directors, who is so incredible, and our staff and our executive director and say, let's give this a try, a model of, an, you know, a, a choir that is you know, where we look at what a model might look like so that these kids can succeed. Kids, you know, kids with... We, we don't actually ask if a child has um, has any kind of diagnosis, but their parents know that if you have a child that has autism or if there's a child that has Down syndrome or a child that has severe anxiety, that, you know, we now have a model with the supports where we're learning how can each child thrive 
and um, you know that's basically where that started. I love how you say that we are learning because, I mean, it, it truly is a learn-as-you-go process because it's so groundbreaking. And, and because of COVID-19, I mean, the production work of Sidewalk Dandelion spanned over a couple of years. Do you think in a way that was almost serendipitous? I do, actually, because, um, you know, these these kids have been really, they, they them and their parents, that along with the expertise of the people around us. But the kids themselves have been the ones that have guided what this needs to look like. And so it it did. It gave us more time because many people who are involved in, in arts projects know because of time and budget, you know, this needs to happen quick, 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 quick. And it's re- regardless of, you know, what what the process might be for this to be its absolute best. So the fact that we had these two or three years to, you know, call to write this, for us to do a reading, for us to take the amount of time needed to actually learn, okay, this is a process of how something might normally happen in a musical theater process, but some of these kids, um, they're going to show us, you know, if you want them at their best, this is, this is what, this is what I can do. If you, let me do it this way. If you as an adult learn, um, there's a different way of doing this. And if we do it this way, it's going to be even better than you think. <laughs> it, I, it's, it's hard to explain. Uh, I'll just give you one example. Um, last night we were in the theater and one of the kids said to me that, you know, they're now in, in the theater with this incredible, incredible technical team at the Arts and Culture Center. And one of the kids came up to me and said, Miss Kelly, can I ask you a question? I said, yes, my dolly. He, and, and he said, do you think that some of these people doing all the lights and mics, do you think that they are under-celebrated? <laughs> and in, in the music world, in the tech world, I can't tell you, you know, how many people are like, oh, the people that are doing all of these behind the scenes that are every bit as important, you know, they're like, Miss Kelly, I think we need to just say thank you more to these people. <laughs> you know, it, it's incredible that, that, that the wisdom that the kids impart and help us through this process um you are absolutely right having time is has been a real gift no oh, that story that you just told is so heartwarming too i have goosebumps you know yeah and sidewalk dandelion so it's it's taking to the arts and culture center stage this weekend in st john's and it is a first in this country really because it's been you know made specifically for a group of neurodiverse artists but where do you see it going i mean is there going to be more shows because i'm i'm sure that people across the province would love an opportunity to see this well, we, we haven't really thought much beyond this other than um, we really hope that it will be, and of course this will, as as the composer, this will be up, you know, up to Kyle and in collaboration with us. We would hope that it could be published so that other communities, because one of the things that I, I haven't talked a lot about is that, you know, the kids and the, the adults, there are kids that are neurodivergent, um, there are kids that are neurotypical, kids that are neuroatypical, and the kids that are and adults that are neurotypical, um, the learning is as, if not more, profound. Um, the idea of, you know, somebody thinks differently than me, learns differently than me, the fact that we're all seeing the huge capacity that every single person in that room has when when the right structures are put in place and different 
processes are put in place. I mean, what a world we would have if everybody recognised the capacity of everybody else, regardless of their differences. So our dream is that this could be published and other communities could have this opportunity. Um, but of course, I think it would be really great for other people, for us, if we could go and travel and talk about this, maybe at conferences and you know, one day maybe it's going to happen somewhere else in Canada or somewhere else in the world so that, you know, these all these different communities can have this opportunity to to have a snapshot of, of what it looks like to be part of such an incredible, incredible inclusive community. Just beautiful, isn't it? I have to say I've got goosebumps. That was Kelly Walsh. She's the artistic director behind the Shalloway Youth Choir. We're talking a lot about Lauda, talking a lot about the choir itself and also their upcoming performance feature musical. It's called Sidewalk Dandelion. When we come back, we're going to check in with the writer and the composer behind Sidewalk Dandelion. Stay with me on your VOCM. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. Good Thursday afternoon. My name's Jerry Lynn Mackey. I'm sitting in the big chair today for VOCM's Linda Swain, and I'm having a great time, i got to tell you. We've been talking a lot about this really beautiful performance that we'll be taking to the stage this weekend at the Arts and Culture Center here in St. John's, and, you know, VOCM is proudly presenting it. It's an original musical written for a community of neurodiverse artists. It is, well, it was commissioned by the Shalloway Youth Choir, but it's the first of its kind in this country, and it is called Sidewalk Dandelion. It features performers that are neurotypical alongside neuroatypical performers. And really, it takes place in a garden setting, you know, something everyone can relate to, really. And it deals with the theme of inclusion. I met up with the writer and composer of Sidewalk Dandelion, Kyle McDavid, to talk about the show. Kelly Walsh, who is the artistic director of Shalloway Youth Choir, approached me in January 2020, I believe it was, about creating a musical for their neurodiverse choir, which is called Lauda. So Lauda is a group of young people with various neurodivergent. uh, They may have living with autism or Down syndrome, or there's also neurotypical kids in the choir as well. And I've been working, like I work with Best Kind Productions, doing children's musicals every summer at Bowering Park. So so she approached me about doing that. And then, of course, the pandemic hit, and then everything got delayed and postponed and all that fun stuff. But I continued writing it. Eventually, once it was safe, I was able to meet the kids, talk to them, do little interviews, kind of find out what's important to them and sort of insert that into the show itself. The show is basically a snapshot into the lives of two sisters, Emily and Sophie. And you're going to hear from Emily today, Charlotte Doyle, and their father, Carson. So Emily is a neurodiverse character who has developed a passion for gardening thanks to her school gardening club teacher, Miss Sage, played by Kirsten Knoll. And for Emily's 14th birthday, her sister decides to build her a garden in the backyard. And in... um, great theatrical fashion the the plants and flowers in the garden spring to life and they all have quirky characters there's a four-leaf clover that's kind of like a washed up broadway um (laughs) retired broadway vaudevillian guy there's a sunflower who is not so sunny and not very nice to everybody else there's a hungry aphid bug and there's even a rainy boy band called storm 
four of them in like Backstreet Boys fashion. And then I won't give the story away, but the plant world, the characters in the plant world kind of parallel what's happening in the human world. They're all navigating obstacles and learning to overcome obstacles with kindness, how to take care of each other. How was it in the process of creating this for you? Were there were there sort of challenges or things that you encountered that weren't something that you had typically encountered? Yes, definitely. There's, like, I've been doing the kids' musicals for about 10 years now at the park. I quickly found out that I couldn't necessarily approach rehearsals the exact same way that I would with those kids, not just because of the neurodiversities, but also, again, the pandemic. <laughs> Kelly coined it the other day. She said, we're kind of in a deconstructing process, taking the way that the neurotypical world is set up to do musical theater or something like this, and kind of just shifting things or adapting or moving things around. And we've all learned so much doing this, and the kids have taught me way more than I've taught them. It's so exciting to see a couple examples, like there's a, a boy named Patrick, and he plays David the aphid, the bug, <laughs> and he's just so exuberant and has so much energy, he's almost literally bouncing off the walls, and it kind of worked for the character. We made we made the bug like skittering around the stage, and it's always sort of hyper, and he just... We did our first rehearsal last night on stage, and he just owned it. <laughs> he was made for the stage. In that way, it's providing access to these performance opportunities for people who may not have found their way to the stage. Yeah, absolutely. Many of the kids in the choir have never had a chance to do anything like this, so it's exciting to be creating that opportunity, even though, of course, it's challenges, growing pains, just like anything. The rewards are so incredible. Even last night, we were getting emotional just seeing them on the stage, you know, just being in the moment and I've been telling people I've learned so much I'm going to approach every show that I do a little bit differently and not necessarily trying to find the right words to say it adapting I guess for specific kids need not just neurodiverse kids but any anyone that needs a slightly different way to thrive. Kyle I can hear in your voice that you have been impacted by this emotionally even yeah um i should have brought my um i wrote a little director's note for the program and i was literally (laughs) sitting at my desk at work writing it but i was like getting choked up thinking about it and um, i'm gonna have to just like i'm playing piano in the pit i'm just gonna put my blinders on and just play (laughs) or i might just cry all over the the keys (laughs) But it, I, I can see that. I can totally see where you're coming from because it is a very unique production. Tell me, I mean, is this is not happening anywhere else in Canada. Not that we know of. Um, we have an amazing faculty, the Lauda faculty. I'm a guest, I guess you could say, for the last few years. But um, we have incredible musicians and educators, music therapists, just such a great group. And they've uh, they've been awesome. And... Uh, yeah, they've all done their research, and I mean, we'll do a little more, but I'm pretty sure uh, this might be like a Canadian first, which is very exciting. Do you see it catching on? Do you see this approach, you know, that really does include everyone becoming the norm? It would be great if that happened, or even if this just inspired another production to maybe not overlook somebody that doesn't have quite the same experience or 
uh, sees the world, experiences the world in a different way. Yeah, I think it would be amazing. And not just for performing arts and theater, but employers, sports, any of those things. It's so exciting. It's like, a, it's like a uncharted territory, kind of, in some ways, which I think is really exciting. Kind of witnessing history, really, if yeah. you go check out this production. But there's also, uh, on the 9th of July, the Saturday 2 p.m. performance is very special. Tell us about that one. Uh, we're doing a relaxed, sensory-friendly performance. It's something people may have heard of. Um, I know grocery stores have started doing specific hours during the week in similar ways. So... There will just be some slight adjustments, like the sound and lighting will be lowered a bit so it's not quite as loud or as bright. We'll have um, extra light on in the theater itself so that you're not sitting in complete darkness. And um, one of our sponsors, Hydro NL, has uh, organized the quiet space outside of the theater. So anyone that feels like they need to get out for a minute if they're feeling overstimulated or anything, um, we'll have a quiet area with beanbag chairs and just to get away from the sound for a bit and come back. <laughs> what do you take away? What's the number one thing that, you know, you have learned or you have acquired or that you take away from this whole experience? It's hard to narrow it down to one thing, but I guess just uh, I feel like maybe a lot of people meet an, a child with autism or Down syndrome or any neurodiversity and maybe feel nervous or they don't know how to approach it maybe or you know things like that and I've learned that you don't have to feel that at all like you can just they are just like all of us they just have a slightly different way of viewing the world or of experiencing the world I'm sure Charlotte and Lisa will have they'll be able to put that into much better words than I can but yeah it's just changed my my view I already want to like I'm eager to for next year's summer show that I do to try to include, you know, some neurodiverse characters. Maybe Charlotte will be in next summer show. Who knows? <laughs> and that is the writer and composer of Sidewalk Dandelion, Kyle McDavid. And you heard him mention Charlotte. We're going to check in with Charlotte next. Charlotte Doyle plays the role of Emily, one of the starring roles. So we'll hear from her next on today's edition of On Target, along with her mom, Lisa. Stay with me on your VOCM. Sidewalk Dandelion is an original musical by Kyle McDavid, starring Shalloway's neurodiverse ensemble, Lauda, featuring a number of special guests and musicians and the voice of Alan Doyle. Sidewalk Dandelion follows the lives of sisters Emily and Sophie as they tend to the fantastical characters in their backyard garden. It's a story about overcoming obstacles with kindness. Showtime, 7 p.m. Friday, July 8th and Saturday, July 9th at the St. John's Arts and Culture Center with a special sensory-friendly performance on July 9th at 2 p.m. For ticket information, visit artsandculturecenter.com. Good Thursday afternoon. Welcome back. My name is Jerry Lynn Mackey, and I'm filling in for Linda Swain today. Glad to be here. We've been learning a lot about this. Uh, well, VOCM is presenting it. It's a brand new musical, and it's been written for a unique group of artists. So the upcoming show, it is from Shalloway Youth Choir, and it's the first of its kind in this country. It's called Sidewalk Dandelion. The musical is really, uh, it's a portrait of inclusion working in the best way it possibly can, and we're going to find out more about that right now because I had an opportunity to sit down with one of the lead actresses of the show, Charlotte Doyle, and her mother, Lisa Pinhorn. Now, I started out by asking Charlotte, how does it feel to be one of the stars in this production? 
Oh, it feels super great. Um, I never thought I'd be scoring the main role, honestly. Um, yeah, it's super fun. Why didn't you think you'd ever score the main role? Um, good question. It was a surprise yeah, to you, though. It was a total surprise, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your character and your role. Well, like Hal said, she's uh, she's uh, neurodiverse, and uh, she loves to plant things and garden and stuff. And uh, she has encountered some uh, bullying in the past, but uh, she has uh, grown quite used to it. And for you working on the role, uh, tell me a little bit about the process. Was it difficult to get into character for you, or sort of, did it sort of come second nature? <laughs> I have been known to read things aloud during my free time, but uh, so it uh, kind of came naturally, yeah. When did you find out you had the role? February of last year, I think. A little bit about last night. I know it was the first dress rehearsal, really, or the first performance on stage as a practice. Yes, well, uh, last night we were on the big stage, and uh, it it uh, was uh, it, it it felt kind of normal. I. Uh, I was on that stage plenty of times before, and uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Tell me a little bit about your background with singing or being a member of the choir and also performance. Singing, choir, performance. Well, I first joined Lada when I was about 11, and uh, it's one of my favorite things. It's just a place where I can uh, be myself, sing my heart out. I uh, spend a lot of time with my sister there, yeah. Sister's also a member? Yes, uh, but uh, she goes to college now in Montreal. No, bring mom in. I'll come over. Lisa, tell me a little bit about watching Charlotte as she really, you know, is a star. <laughs> yeah, well, it's very surreal. And um, I guess I should say, I think Charlotte has always been singing. She's been singing in our house the minute she learned how to talk she also sang and sang beautifully and I was always sneaking around the corner trying to audio record it because I couldn't believe how beautiful it was and um, when Lauda appeared in our lives it was this thing where I was like oh my gosh how do I do this because there was some anxiety about auditioning and being part of this new group of people and those kinds of things and um, so there was a lot of us sort of holding her up in order to make this happen and I knew when she got there that it was going to be this experience that was going to be able to teach her a lot of things that I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise so um, you know this is where we make new friends and do it all in music which is an incredibly powerful modality of therapy for people who are neurodiverse so when it arrived on a horizon I was like let's just do all everything we can to get her into that space because I knew it was a place for her to thrive I had no idea how much I was um I'm, I'm still sort of looking for a new word to put on what being a lead character in a play and a, and a story like this which is reminiscent of anybody who is a neurodiverse family this is really represents the neurodiverse family culture which is parents and siblings supporting people being super kind full of empathy about how challenging spaces like school are for these children and being out in the world and then finding this one thing that they absolutely love and then teaching them everything that they need to know around this thing that is their gift and their passions and our culture doesn't do that with neurodiverse children we talk about what are their deficits what can't they do what's so hard for them and this is the opposite and this play and this story 
tells that situation so true to life it's almost hard to believe that a neurodiverse diverse person didn't write it because it's so representative of our day-to-day lives in, in dealing with bullies and dealing with messages about how you know what we need to do to lift our kids up so that they have these beautiful experiences and i can't begin to tell you how it hit the nail on the head. So I hope that not just kids come to see this, I hope families who are, have neurodiverse children come to see it so parents can see, wow, look at what these kids can do, but that is our lives on stage, talking about how to help our kids. And so it's been a really, really powerful experience for me to watch, because I get to come to rehearsals and see, and I listen at the door when they're doing Zoom rehearsals and all of that kind of stuff. And um, anyway, it's just been empowering for all of us to be part of this process as a family to see what we knew she could do all the time, but I'm not sure she knew what she could do. <laughs> Charlotte, do you agree with your mom that this play shows similarities to the life that you're living? Oh, I, I, I so totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. What are some of the, some of the similarities that you can draw? I have a lot of plants in my house. (laughs) So gardening is something that you're into. Well, my mom's really into plants. I am really into plants. Sometimes she sings. I do. Do you sing to them? Um, sometimes. Well, she rolls her eyes at me while I'm singing to them. Because I definitely sing to them, don't I? Yeah. (laughs) Charlotte, do you ever get nervous when you're performing or about to perform? Well, Sometimes I do. Uh, the the song I auditioned for Lauda with uh, was a song that uh, nobody really knew, and I was a bit uh, uh, antsy to sing it in front of people. But then once you were a member, the sort of did the nerves kind of melt away? Are you at a at a place now where you're just raring to go? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Tell me what goes through your mind before your performance. Usually I think to myself, okay, this is it. This is really happening. I'm going to sing this song in front of millions of people. What do you think audiences will think about the upcoming performance of Sidewalk Dandelion? Well, I think they're going to think this is a major breakthrough for musical theater and all that jazz. And I'll bring it back to Lisa. Mom, have you seen the rehearsal performance? Oh, yes. I've been, um, these last few weeks, um, I've been at a lot of the rehearsals because I'm volunteering backstage during the show. So I'm kind of helping people out and those kinds of things. So I've seen the show probably five times now from beginning to end. And um, each time it gets better and tighter and people know where they are and they know what they're supposed to do and you know if they're if somebody's sort of not in the right spot somebody just gently pulls them where they're supposed to go it's just this beautiful team effort anyway it's um yeah i've seen it and i'm kind of glad that i have because if i had to see it for the first time in the theater with everybody else i'm not quite sure how emotionally i, I would be a new scale of emotions but yeah i'm happy to be watching from the sides to be able to help out in the background but yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty pretty fantastical it's everything musical theater is which is beautiful performances magical ideas and then it's this group of people 
just on fire, like doing what they should be doing. So I'm, you know, I'm plugging to have a full seat, full house for all the performances because these kids deserve to have a full house to see how hard they have worked. And the faculty, I mean, they're just amazing, just incredible, like working one-on-one with people, really lifting them up, you know, telling them what their skills are, reminding them how amazing they are. It's just, it's textbook inclusion perfection and I wish somebody was writing a PhD thesis about it and traveling it all over academia because people think that this is not possible sometimes they say there's too many barriers no they can't do this these kids have diagnosis of complicated neurodiversity and we look at the label and we don't see what they really can do and I think that it's busting it can bust open a lot of really ingrained myths about neurodiverse populations and it's part of this gigantic paradigm shift that's happening in the neurodiverse world and this is um, like true to all of the theory that we talk about inclusion but nobody seems to do it correctly and they're doing it correctly here it's fantastic charlotte how does it feel to be starring in this groundbreaking production Oh, it feels um, amazing, actually. <laughs> People are coming up to me and asking uh, really deep questions like, uh, you are a star. How does it feel? <laughs> People like me. Yep. <laughs> Anyone uh, who's probably going to be listening to this, you should go get tickets for this uh, show, July 8th and 9th. You should uh, come to the Arts and Culture Center uh, and have a ball. I love it. I love Charlotte, too. She's a lot of fun. That is 16-year-old Charlotte Doyle, one of the stars of Sidewalk Dandelion, and her mom, Lisa Pinhorn. Now, Sidewalk Dandelion takes to the stage of the Arts and Culture Center here in St. John's, July 8th and 9th. And and as uh, the composer told us, uh, Kyle McDavid mentioned that the 2 p.m. showing on Saturday will be an all-inclusive, relaxed performance of the show. So you can get all the details at vocm.com. And I I highly recommend you check it out. I really, I have to go see this. I have to see it. It just sounds so groundbreaking and beautiful. Well, that's going to do it for me here on today's edition of On Target. My name's Jerry Lynn Mackey. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning on your VOCM mornings. Have a great afternoon.